Hi, my name is Eric, and you're listening to a public podcast. If you want more information about anything going on here at Public Church, visit our website, publicchurch.com. Thanks for listening. And what a privilege to be able to be with you guys tonight. I'm so excited for the opportunity. And uh, listen, you got a great leadership team. The Man, the atmosphere of worship in here tonight was pretty awesome. Would you let this worship team know how much you appreciate the way they lead us in the presence of the Lord? And uh, I've had a chance to be around Todd. I, I, you know, I saw him this weekend sitting with a panel of other young uh, guys, and he was the only one that didn't have holes in his jeans. And uh, <laughs> so I told him tonight I was going to cut some out of mine, and Teresa wouldn't let me do it. She said, I spent too much money on those, so she wouldn't let me cut them out. But uh, man, really excited to be here. My daughter, my oldest daughter, Mariah, and my son-in-law, I said, often told people, I said, the Lord giveth and Jared taketh away. Um, but uh, they attend here, and uh, I got on to them for not being here tonight. But um, uh, she said, Dad, I hear you all the time. I said, well, that, that's good and all, but you're going to get involved. You're going to join the team and get moving for the glory of God and, and seeing public church make a difference in this community and around the world. So anyway, just as I look around the room and see like uh, Sarah here from United Way, I get to work with that girl, man. She's awesome, mover and shaker in the kingdom. And uh, Zach uh, Bailey here tonight, man, just a kid that got to grow up under my youth ministry, man. And just, it's just crazy uh, looking out and seeing him. And, and uh, just Colin got to spend some time brushing shoulders with this guy. It's good to see that he's joined the team over here. And uh, man, what a great church. And so I'm excited for tonight, excited what, what, what God's got to share. And, and so I want to challenge you in terms of we talk about team. Obviously, someone said to me the other day, said, Robert, now that you're not uh, in local church ministry, uh, you know, on staff, you probably don't have to speak as much, do you? You probably get a little relieved from that. And I thought, well, no, I speak a whole lot more. I said, man, I was at Easton Alley Baptist Church on Sunday morning. Then Sunday night, I'm doing an eye marriage class. And then I get up Monday morning and I'm, I'm doing a, a small group, you know, of, uh, and then I, it's Monday night, I'm with lead baseball players. And then Tuesday morning, I'm with a group. And then Tuesday night, I'm with you guys. Tomorrow morning, I'll be at McMinn County High School with football coaches and and uh, so, uh, no, I speak a whole lot more now, but uh, what's the beauty of it is I get to brush shoulders with people from so many different places and uh, see the, the commonality of what Jesus is doing, not just in a denominational setting, man, but doing in the kingdom of God together. And we can do a whole lot more together than we could ever do by ourselves. And so I um, want to share a few, few ideas. I shared this uh, with a... Uh, uh, probably, uh, this, well, I think it was this season, maybe with the uh, football team, and Todd uh, saw this, and he said, man, I, wanna, I want you to come and share this. And by the way, uh, this guy here, I've never heard anybody ever speak a bad word about Todd Stevens. Never. Uh, except for maybe a few Blue Raiders over there, but, but other than that, I've never heard anybody speak a bad word about him, you know, and uh, just a, a phenomenal leader. And, and so, it's, I, man, I'm humbled to be here tonight. I want to talk to you about the difference between renting and owning. Owning is far different than renting, right? I mean, when you own something, it's yours and there is personal investment. You take care of it because it costs you something. But renters don't usually take care of or invest in uh, their rental property because it holds no value to them. They are just paying to use somebody else's stuff. 
I mean, I, come on, I was a car rental company. I worked for a co company called Snappy Car Rental, and I went from being a... <laughs> All right, wait, wait, hold your judgment for just a second. Uh, we were the largest privately owned car rental company in church replacement, uh, you know, about uh, 20 years ago or so. And we were, and, and this other little rental car was coming up, up and coming, and they kind of mowed us down, called Enterprise. <laughs> But, but listen, I was the general manager, and I rented cars to all kinds of people, and I know people don't treat stuff that you rent as well as if you, it, you owned it and you bought it and you're making payments on it, right? And so you drive it like you stole it, right? So you, I mean, they do not take care of that kind of stuff. And so what I want to talk to you about tonight is, and this is what you know to be true, uh, is that when you own something and you invest in it, it means a whole lot more to you, and you give a whole lot more to it. I want to talk to you about the spiritual implications of embracing the right mentality when it comes to your faith and serving in the kingdom of God through this local church. Owning versus renting. Let's talk about this first. Fan versus follower. Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. They went from owning or from renting their faith to owning their faith. John 3, 16, right? We love to hold the signs up at some of the large sporting events in, in our nation. And while we know that one, you won't see very many people uh, uh, lifting up Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, and whoever does not take his cross up and follow me is not worthy of me. And we won't see him holding up that sign. I mean, you have the Bible app, but you really never applied it to your life. You, Luke 9.58, they don't hold that sign up. It says, I will follow you. Oh, really? Jesus says, you want to follow me? Because the foxes have holes and the birds have nests, but the Son of Man doesn't have any place to lay his head. A big difference between renting your faith and owning your faith. So many people, after 22 years of serving as a youth pastor, I saw so many young men and women that just rented their faith from their mom and their dad. They rented their faith from the local church. They rented their faith from FCA. They rented their faith, but they never personally owned their faith where they died, they were buried, and resurrected into new life with Jesus Christ. And so a lot of people rent their faith, but they don't own their faith. It's a difference between being fans and followers. There's a whole lot of fans out there that wear all the Christian apparel. They say all the right stuff, but they've never been a genuine follower of Jesus where they said, not my way, not my will, but yours be done. Big difference between renting and owning. You have a choice tonight to decide whether you're just going to rent your faith or whether you're going to buy into it and own it for yourself. Huge, huge difference, right? It's the difference between living a life of safety versus living a life of sacrifice. So like if you rent your faith, you're all about safety. But if you give your life away, it's all about sacrifice, right? If you own it, it's about the difference between being casual or being committed. It's the difference between a touch-up or a renovation, between a makeup 
versus a makeover, right? A tune-up versus an overhaul. Comfort, which he doesn't really care about. He's more concerned about you being conformed to his image. Listen, my daughter, my youngest one, has been with YWAM for the last six months. She went to Amsterdam and into a YWAM base there, and uh, she's been in East Asia for the last three and a half months, and I watched God just do this unique work in her heart, man. And as much as I lived out my faith and shared faith with her and gave her opportunities for her faith to grow, now that she's on her own and pushed out of the comfort of safety, kind of that little eaglet that got pushed out of the nest, and you got to fly, baby. And she gets over there and she goes into a prayer center right in the mental, right in the middle of Amsterdam in the red light district and working with girls caught in human and sex trafficking. I mean, and all of a sudden the worldview starts to enlarge. And by the time she got into East Asia and Thailand working with bar girls, girls that were 13, 14, and 15-year-olds who've been for the last two, three, four, five years have been having to perform sexual acts 25 times a day so they can make some gang guy rich. And then I watched her go into China and she said, dad, I want to get baptized. I said, honey, do you remember I baptized you at Westmore Church of God? She says, yeah, dad, but I don't want it to be just about your faith. I want it to be about mine. And in a closed country, I want to do an open baptism. And man, she went outside in a big lake in front of a lot of people, and they baptized her in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And she quit going. She, she stopped from just renting her faith to start owning her faith. And a lot of people never get to that point, man. They just rent their faith. See, there are no grandchildren in the kingdom of God, just sons and daughters. Sons and daughters. Second point, owning versus renting in terms of your service. It's the difference between involvement, because some people are very involved. They're just not very committed. If you wait for perfect conditions, you will never get anything done. Ecclesiastes in 11.4, right? Why does it seem like God uses some people a lot more than others? I've always wondered that in some cases where I've asked, why does some people's, their life seems to be marked by these uh, supernatural moments in their lives and they're consistent and often, and, and what's the difference between uh, them and me? And what I really discovered was there's not really any difference. It's just that their life is marked and my life is marked with windows of opportunity that demand a radical step of faith to risk it all. The difference between involvement and commitment, the difference between renting your faith and owning your faith. And so it's not like God has a select group that he chooses to do these supernatural things through. It's this group that decides to take these supernatural steps and faith to move forward and get involved and not just rent the church space, but get out of the seat and get involved through commitment. None of you are old enough to remember the all skate at the roller rink or the hokey pokey dance on roller skates with a little stopper on the front, right? Anybody? <laughs> a couple of us here. We don't like to go all the way in. We prefer one leg at a time, don't we? And so many people in the kingdom of God play hokey pokey with God. And they've got one foot in and one foot out. And they do all kinds of dances and spins, but man, they never get all the way in. 
and commit their talents, their time, their treasures to the kingdom of God. And so tonight, I want to encourage you to move from just being involved to being committed to joining the team. It's like the difference between the chicken and the pig, right, that opened up a breakfast place. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, the chicken was involved, man, but the pig was committed, right? It's a big, big difference between renting and owning your faith. Or the half-hearted kamikaze, right? You heard about him? True story, right? This guy flies 50 missions. Yeah. Absurdity of that, right? And so they finally, they, they want to know, like, they, they, they finally get up with him and like, what's the deal, dude? You're a kamikaze pilot and you flew 50 missions? Aren't you only supposed to fly one? And he says, yeah, I was always involved, but not really committed. And so many people that fill church seats and pews and your case seats, right? And are, are somewhat involved, but never really committed. And God is speaking to public church and to you about what would it look like if, if more of the membership owned instead of rented here at public church? What would it look like? It would kind of look like what A.W. Milne did, right? A.W. Milne, back on the South Pacific, they would go and they would, these missionaries would, would, would go into the South Pacific and there's this particular island that they would go to that every single Christian missionary that had gone over there was martyred for their faith. And so they created this organization called the One-Way Missionaries. And A.W. Milne, right, decided he was going to go over there knowing that every single other missionary that had ever went had been martyred for their faith to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. And so what they did was they didn't, they didn't pack luggage in suitcases. They packed their belongings in a coffin and they sent it to the South Pacific to give of themselves to the enterprise of the gospel. And when A.W. Mill went over there, he died of natural causes. They did not martyr him. And they put a placard up in the middle of that tribal group, and they said, he, when he came over, there was nothing but darkness, but when he left us, there was nothing but light. That's the difference between renting and owning your faith. Final point, owning versus renting. It's really in the kingdom of God, and and I see this, and I have to work with sport and teams and coaches and athletes all the time, but the big difference between this in terms of renting and owning is that we is always greater than me. We is always greater than me. Uh, interesting study that um, they did when they showed about how the synergy of these geese that would fly, and they said that when they fly in that V formation, that they can go 70% further in that V formation than they can go by themselves. And so the, the, the head goose that gets out in front, that leads the way, that cuts through, it will eventually get tired, and it will pull back, and the next leader's got to step in. And sometimes they're so tired that they'll actually drop out of formation, but they never drop out alone. They will always have another one that will drop with them. 
until they're nursed back to health and get them back to the group. And they honk, right? You've heard that noise, haven't you? Do you know what's going on when they're honking? Is they're encouraging the lead pack. And so the difference between renting and owning your faith and the idea of uh, joining uh, a team concept versus just, I want to get out of public church what I want to get out of it. And I hope he preaches the right sermon. And I hope they take care of my kid the right way. And I hope they do this just the way I want it. And they got to sing this song because I love this song. And if they sing anything else, I'm not sure. And if the pastor doesn't say hi to me or doesn't see me in the hospital or if he doesn't, you know what I'm saying? And next thing I know, it's all about you. It's about you shrink the kingdom of God down into what you think is, is happiness. And, 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 and what you don't understand is a pastor can't give that to you and public church can't give that to you. The only thing that can cause your world to feel full and expansive is the love of Jesus. And it's the difference between renting and owning your faith. When you rent your faith, it's all about you. It's about me. But when you own it, it's all about we. Because you were never meant to move in isolation. There's no spiritual lone rangers. We do this together. We do it together. And so you can either be a honker <laughs> Or you can be, <laughs> I don't know if that came out just right, but you can even, <laughs> or you can be a dog, man, that all you do is bark, 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 bark. Bark orders, right? Bark and complain and grumble. But if you want to move to being an owner of your faith, it says, I surrender to a higher purpose and a higher calling and a higher commander, and I no longer allow myself to sit on the throne of my own kingdom. I get off of it and let Jesus reign and rule. I want to finish with this idea. Russian Clydesdale horses, they did a study with these Russian Clydesdale, and they said they can, they can move individually six tons of weight in a wagon. So it stands a reason if you put two of these Clydesdale, Russian Clydesdale horses together, and you move forward, how much do you think they could pull? Yeah, we would think 12, right? They actually can pull 36 tons. That's the power and the difference between just renting your faith and owning your faith. Because when you own it and submit to a higher purpose and calling, and you see the kingdom of God going forward, you give up your individual preferences and you sacrifice those to the kingdom. And then what you, what you discover is the beauty of it is not that it's a sacrifice that you don't enjoy. All of a sudden, you recognize the calling and the purpose and the plan of God, and you get involved in it, and then you experience the joy that surpasses all understanding, joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. So let me ask you tonight, you going to rent? Are you going to own? Here at Public Church, are you going to rent or are you going to own? I kind of think it's time to go all in, to push in the chips. And kind of like uh, one of my favorite movies that my wife and I love to watch is, right, this movie with Benjamin Me, the zoo, right? He buys a zoo. Anybody remember this or did, I'm the only one that watched that movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking about how he met his wife, he's telling his kids who his wife had passed away, and 
goes back and he shares the whole story. And basically his son is in this, in this uh, trying period of time and he's trying to bring courage up. And he says, you just got to have 20 minutes of insane courage and give the ask. And I think in the, just a moment, you're going to have, I don't want you to take, or sorry, 20 seconds of insane courage. That may be all it takes tonight for you is 20 seconds of going, Father, I give you all of my life, all of my heart, all of my talents, all of my abilities, and I'm going to quit just renting my faith. I'm going to own it at a deeper level here at public church, here in this community called Cleveland, in a larger place called the state of Tennessee, in a very much larger place called the United States, but then around the world, God, I'm going to get busy in giving my life away with a great team. So I want you to stand with me tonight as we pray. I um, shared another, this would have been great for the football team, but um, Bradley only brings me around a little while because they know I spent a lot of time at Cleveland High School. So they, um, <laughs> but just a few weeks ago, they had National Signing Day, right? And, man, I had this epiphany of watching this because these guys play these charade in these games. Remember the guy? I love the one. Of course, I'm a, I grew up in Gainesville, Florida, so I, you probably know what that means. Um, yeah. Well, there's one particular guy, you know, he's got, he's, they got the bag and they got all kind of hats in there, and he's got his family sitting by him wearing the University of Alabama colors. And you just know that there's a lot of pressure because he's got a brother in the back wearing, I think one somebody's wearing Tennessee colors, but he's got Alabama colors here and a Tennessee in the back. And I was going, God, don't let him go to either of those places, right? <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden he pulls out a hat and it's a University of Florida fighting Gators. I just, that was a moment for me, right? <laughs> and he, he puts on that hat and then his parents actually walk out on him. And I thought in that moment, you know, it's sometimes when you fully sell out, when you fully commit, some people just don't get it, and they may walk out on you. But his way's better. I'm not saying University of Florida, but his way <laughs> is better. <laughs> and, and it's time to sign the dotted line, to make the commitment, to quit playing with all the different hats and trying to decide what in the world you're going to do and fully sell out into the kingdom of God. And this place that God's landed you called public church to make a difference. Sign all the way in. Father, thank you for this opportunity to speak this, this night and, um, Lord, this team night. And I pray, God, that you would do such a beautiful work in the lives of those represented here. But, but Lord, the result of that will be as they work together and surrender their personal agendas to a much higher calling. That, God, that they won't just rent, but they'll own it. So that, Father, that um, the kingdom of God will go forward, but you will be pleased and honored. And, Lord, like the two that we heard that gave their lives to Christ, we pray that will be multiplied by hundreds and hundreds as they work together to see a, a city, a nation, and a world changed for the glory of God. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.